is another episode of the unofficial controller podcast you're with me bobby it's a solo show from the american studio um it's new year's eve or it's new year's day depending or it's 2020 it's 2024 depending where you are it's either 2023 or 2024 okay so happy new year uh you know different time zones could be mean mean different things whenever you you know decided to hit play on this bad boy video or podcast then episode you know it is what it is um so happy new year to everybody hopefully 2024 is better than 2023 and if 2023 was absolutely phenomenal then hopefully it's 2024 is even more phenomenal because you know uh it it could get worse but but it could get better you know and you gotta hope for the best because you know that's all we got going for us okay uh, you know, this episode, I just want to go over a couple things. I got a, I got a funny story, uh, that happened on my mother-in-law's birthday. Um, I want to go over, um, some of my platinum trophies I earned for 2023. Um, a random under, under, I wouldn't say undercover or, um, speakeasy, but it, it's a hidden, it's a hidden gem of a bar. Uh, New York City. It's not the. It's, it's not as cool as you know RGT's uh, hidden gems, but I found this unique. And then I just want to go over, uh, you know, men being sick. Okay, so let's start with my mother-in-law's birthday. So we went to this nice Italian restaurant, and um, you know, n- nothing fancy. The prices were pretty. You know, I guess. What 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 I would consider you know normal for New York City. Uh, we were in Queens, so it wasn't like we were in Manhattan, so it wasn't you know as expensive. But I didn't think it was um to be honest, you know that bad. I thought it was uh, pretty decent actually. Um, so Italian restaurant. I, I I'm I have a thing with Italian food. It's either I, I I crave it or I don't. Um, and if I don't have it, um, again. I don't know if I'd be upset. Um, you know, I mean, I love pizza, but that's not really Italian food. I'm talking about like, anyone can make a pizza. I'm talking about like real, you know, authentic Italian or, you know, at least whatever authentic Italian is to a New Yorker. Because, you know, I never actually been to Italy. So I don't know if their food is better than ours. I've heard some things I've you know, that are good. I've heard some things that are bad. You know, it just, um, it depends. Uh, you know, I don't care what anybody says. I think our New York pizza is the best, best in the world. Unless you can prove me wrong, bring me some pizzas, deep freeze them, put them in cold, uh, put them in some hot ice. But um, we went to the Italian restaurant, and you know, normally I try to get something that I really can't make at home. Like I can make chicken cutlet parmesan. I mean, you know, and I not to you know toot my own horn here, but you know, I can cook pretty good. I can cook. I can cook pretty, pretty decent. Um, you know, and I really enjoy cooking, so I think that shows in my food because I really try to, I really try to get the best out of everything I do when I cook. So it's good because I I don't like I what makes me mad. There's okay. That's just to go off topic here. It's a couple of things that make me really, really angry. Uh, first thing is bad food. I cannot stand bad food because you know what you were there was two things that went wrong there okay one you didn't quality check right so every chef is checking the food tasting the food making sure the food goes out if this waiter picks up that plate that's been okayed by the chef and brings to your table and that thing is just all bland there's no flavor it's not what you even asked for it's overcooked it's undercooked you know, it's shot, you know, it's just, you know, no good. Um, that is annoying because I feel like, you know what? You didn't care. Uh, second thing is, um, you're, you just, 
you don't care or you thought it was good. Like you really think you did something in the kitchen that you didn't do anything, you know? Um, it's two things. It's, it's either you don't care or you just don't know how to cook. I mean, I don't understand how that's possible. You're in a restaurant, but you know, it is what it is. Bad food is, oh man, pet peeve, dude. Like, honestly, like, I mean, I've had a dumpling that was like, no, this is in the street, kicking down the block. This is disgusting. You know, I had, I've had pasta that's like, so the tomato sauce just falling off the, the, the spaghetti. Like, why is the spaghetti not uh, uh, why is the tomato sauce not adhering to the spaghetti or to the ravioli? Like, what are you doing? Also, this is cheese ravioli. You know, what, you know, I asked for lobster. This is cheese. What are we doing? You know, second thing is being woken up in my sleep. And I'm not saying, you know, if you have kids or your wife or someone in your family is sick or you get a phone call, you know, it happens. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like a neighbor's disrespectful neighbors, just something dumb uh, that wakes you up, like a stupid car honking a horn at 4 o'clock in the morning. You, you know, why are you honking a horn at 4 o'clock in the morning on a street that is empty? And this happened to me a few years ago. Honking the horn, holding the horn, holding the horn. You know, um, as a New Yorker, you, you don't hold the horn. Okay, If you hold the horn... Like you, you literally are trying to start a fight with somebody. Somebody will tell you off. And we have a lot of select words that we use in New York to tell people off. Um, you know, I opened my window. Um, I felt, you know, my wife calls me an old man. It is what it is. The horn was honking and it was, he was holding it and it was, you know what I mean? Like how annoying was that sound? Right. Imagine that 10 times louder. At four o'clock in the morning, I open the window. I'm like, yo. And, you know, he's, he heard me. He definitely heard me because he looked right at me. I said, what's with the horn? And he was like, oh, wait for my friend. Are we in 1980? You don't have a cell phone, bro? You couldn't text your friend to come downstairs? You're honking the horn? Like, I'm like, bro, it's four o'clock in the morning. You're holding a horn. Like, you know, he's like, oh, my bad. Yeah, you know, at least he stopped. At least he stopped. I had, I had to give him credit. But I don't understand why you would honk a horn in the neighborhood, holding the horn for your friend. I know you have cell phone. I know you have cell phone. The third thing that annoys me the most is when you text somebody and they, you know, and you know this person's always on their phone and you get ignored. That is annoying. I'd rather just say, hey, yo, I'm busy. No problem. I got you. Don't ignore my text. That is so obnoxious. All right. But anyway, back to the restaurant. So we're in the restaurant. The the Christmas decorations they did really nice. The atmosphere was really nice. You know, you know, people some people dressed up nice, people dressed up in just, you know, casual. Some people dressed up to the, you know, to the nines, you know. Um Again, it, it could have been a fancy as you, I guess, as you wanted to be for whatever occasion you 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 were going there for. The bar looked beautiful, um, had a nice vibe. The waiter was phenomenal, and you know the menu wasn't wasn't that crazy. And and I like restaurants that don't have such a huge menu because now I know you're focusing on the food that you are providing. You're not like you go to a diner, and it's like nine thousand pages, and they have sixteen thousand items in the menu. You know, and it goes from like you know egg. Like over easy egg, you know, ju- uh, just a bagel, you know, to like, you know, a rack of lamb with roasted potatoes and string beans, like to, you know, the best chicken pot pie you ever had in your life, you know, bangers and mash, you know, Italian food. Okay, so how does this diner, this small diner, make all that? You, you know, something is not going to be good because there's too many things happening on that menu. But this menu was perfect, right? It had a nice size of everything. You know, it had the typical, you know, it had the, you know, the salad, the little appetizer, you know, the first meal, the main meal, or the second meal, rather. You know, it had, you know, it even had the wines and drinks you could pair stuff with. I thought it was great. Um, they had delirium on tap. So I don't know if you ever had delirium tenems. I think I'm pronouncing it right. This is my favorite beer. I mean, Delirium Red is my favorite beer, but Delirium, 
as a whole is like my favorite beer company. So they had that on tap. Listen, I ordered that right away. That was the first thing I ordered. Tap and can or tap and glass. It's not the same. Tap, tap is where it's at. So, you know, we're ordering the food. Mother-in-law gets, um, my God, what did she get? I don't remember what she got because my food was, my food was so memorable. I don't remember everything. I know my wife got some kind of spicy uh, something. There was a little bit of seafood in it and a, and a spaghetti. I mean, it was good. It was really good. You know, my mother-in-law's boyfriend, he got some um, slow, what is it? Not roast, not roast beef. Uh, man, trying to think of the meat. Slow cooked pork something. In a, a, a regatoni. I mean, it looked delicious. Like his his plate looked delicious. My mother in law. I don't remember what she had, to be honest. But um, you know, I never had this in my life, and I'm probably gonna pronounce it wrong. But well, you know what? Let me try to attempt to pronounce it right because third grade was rough uh, for me. So I think it's pronounced. Let me see if I can pronounce this right. I'm going to put pronunciation. Okay. What is it? Let's see. We are looking at the internet. Um, and the only reason, the only reason why I really want to not pronounce this wrong is because, you know, we have an, you know, our our favorite Italian listener, uh, Bada Bingsta, listens to the show. And I really don't want, I really don't want to be in the community corrections in the Discord. So I'm going to see if I can pronounce it. Okay. Oh, man, this is really bad. This is really bad. Uh, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. Oh, here's a video. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The no. way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Gacho e pepe. That's how you say it, man. Gacho pepe. I never had this. I saw videos of it. You know, I, it always looked good. I saw other people eat it, but you know, normally when I eat something, you know, I like to get a little bit of meat, a little bit of chicken, something in there. But I was tired of like veal cutlet parmesan, chicken cutlet parmesan. I was tired of like lobster ravioli. I was tired of that. You know, I didn't want anything like that. I wanted something different. And when I saw the cacio pepe on the menu, I'm like, that's it. And in my mind, I knew that was what I was going to have. And I ordered it. And some guy came to our table in a little table that rolled. All right. In the middle, he had a little, you know, one top, you know, a pan, a little, uh, I guess, electric little uh heater or an automatic pilot light for one stovetop a pan she had the I, I don't know if it was spaghetti because it seemed a little bit thicker than spaghetti and I don't really know what is what what pasta exactly it is in gacho pepe um but he had that he had this huge block of uh what is it romano not romano but what's in there? It's in a cheese. It is a cheese. Um, 
I know it's something peppercorn. Um, yeah, okay, so it was aged pepperine, peppercornio romano cheese, right? Like fresh, like this was a block of it. And then it was, um, oh man, there's two, there's two cheeses in this. Is there two cheeses? Yeah, there was two cheeses. What was the cheese? There was two cheeses. Black, okay, black pepper, peppercornia romano, and maybe that was it. I could have sworn it was something else, but maybe it wasn't. But okay, so whatever. So he says there's two cheeses on the left, on one on the right, one on the left. The little fries in the middle, and he's cooking a little pasta. And I guess he used some of the uh, water from the pasta to make the sauce because he didn't. It, the pasta wasn't fully drained, so there was some kind of, I guess, the starchiness of the pasta in the water. And he took the cheese. He took the pasta with two forks. Put it on top of the block of cheese. I mean, it was hot. It was hot. And now the cheese is melting. And it's getting all twisted and turned. And he's fumbling it around. He's moving it around the cheese. I mean, basically, the pasta's making love to cheese. And it was amazing to watch. And he picked it up. Put it on some another little piece of cheese. Moved it around. I mean, fresh pepper. Put it on my plate. This thing looked, looked magnificent. And then, you know, as soon as he was done with that, everyone else got their food. It was like perfect synchronization. I ate this thing and it was probably the best thing I had in 2023. I'm telling you right now, I I will go back tomorrow. I will go back now. I will go back every Friday to to eat that. That was delicious. And you know what? It looked easy. It looked easy. But I'm telling you right now, it's not. It's not easy. Because you have to time it right. Like if you're home, at home, you know, unless you have that kind of stuff in your house, I don't think you're going to have a bl- a brick of aged, you know, Romano cheese. You know, I don't think you're going to have that. Then you can buy some of the cheese and you can grate it. You know, you can finally grate the cheese and mix it in the pan yourself at home. But you, know, you could burn the cheese. If you burn the cheese or the cheese gets too thin or something or... You, it, you know, you don't, you don't, um, just, you know, you cook it too much and it's dry or it's too watery because you didn't put enough starch or you forgot to add too much starchy water from the pasta. You just boiled, you know, it can get a little complicated. It's not like the easy, I mean, I'm sure if you're a chef, it's, it's one, two, three, but this seemed difficult and how they did it in front of me was amazing. So this was absolutely phenomenal, right? It's like one of my favorite things I, I ate. Um, you know, then we had dessert again, also phenomenal. I mean, this whole place was just amazing. Okay. Uh, really enjoyed it. Would definitely go back there a hundred percent, go back there again. It's like now on the rotation. Now I feel like it's on the rotation because it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't even that expensive. Like, like I thought it was going to be. So on average, it's just like going to the local, the local spot, you know, it's a little bit further away. Totally worth the trip. So, you know, that was a that was a good birthday thing. I want to share that because I mean, how many I mean, what was your best meal of 2023 that you ate? Whether you cooked it, someone cooked it for you, a restaurant, you know, whatever. You know, what was your what was your favorite dish? Let me know. Okay. Um, on the way back, it was like a really clear night. It wasn't even first of all, it's December. And it was like I think it was like 50, 50, 50, no, it was 48 degrees that night. So it wasn't even that cold. It was like a nice, calm night, no wind, nothing. Um, so we're driving by, and in Long Island City, you can see Manhattan, like, phenomenally. Like, it's the view is gorgeous from Long Island City. So my mother-in-law wanted to take some pictures, but she wanted to get out of the car because her foot was hurting because, you know, women in shoes. So I said, you know what? No problem. I'll take a picture for you. So, you know, I do my little iPhone tricks. I put the settings... Or, you know, like night mode, portrait mode. I put the light so like, you know, it seems like it has that, not like a Mad Max filter, but maybe like a like a cyberpunk-ish filter. And I try to put that on. I mean, the picture I took was really nice. Like you see some of the clouds, you see 
all the lights in the building. So it was a really nice picture. I took my time with the picture. I did a panorama uh, picture. It was beautiful, you know? And then I get back in the car. And as soon as I get back in the car, my mother-in-law's boyfriend is just puking. Not puking, gagging. Like, nasty. And I'm like, oh my God, what does that smell? And my mother-in-law's like, oh my God, what does that smell? My wife opens the window, and she's like, gagging. And then I start to gag. We're all gagging. And I, what happened was, um, I was not paying attention, and I stepped in a poop. And I'm not talking about, like, a little poop. I'm talking about, like, I stepped in enough poop that I brought the grass from the I brought the grass from the lawn with me inside the car. It was absolutely terrible. We drove with the windows open. We went one more block. I saw a puddle by a curb. Okay. We pulled over, put my whole sneaker in that curb. Um, well, not, you know, I didn't drown it, but I put enough where the rubber was and I rubbed it around. And my God, the smell was absolutely disgusting. That's another nag race me. You don't pick about your dog. If your dog's going to poop, you know, have him poop somewhere where, you know, people probably won't step in. And I have not stepped in dog poop in about 10 years. So, you know, I avoid it. I see it on the corner of my eye. I, I can visually, I can, like a spidey sense, I can sense it. Last minute effort, I'll jump over something, you know. You don't step in poop, man. But I did. And I stepped in, like, the best poop of 2023. Like, right Right in there, boy. Um, absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, even cleaning it off the shoe, you know, you saw that residue from inside of the groove of the sneaker. So I had to bring it home. You know, I had uh, like a cleaning brush I used for the for the shower. You know, and I t- I cleaned my shoe crevice of the shoe rubber from the bottom of the sole out. I threw away everything because it was nasty. The smell was outrageous. Um, everything is cleaned out though. It's it's good to go. I put some Clorox wipes on the bottom of it. What? What a smell! I mean, what a smell! It was it was the I mean, oh my god! I'm talking about worst thing I smell in 2023. That was it right there. Okay, absolutely disgusting. Uh, so you know, watch out for poop. Um. All right, let's go back. Let's get back to gaming. All right. That's what we're here for. We're for the gaming. Um, technically, as of right now, recording the show, I do not have the platinum for Achilles Legend Untold. Um, but I will have it because I just have to kill the last boss. Um, I'm on New Game Plus. I'm souped up. I will kill him. I mean, the game on the hardest difficulty really isn't that hard. Um, I didn't really find anything challenging about the game. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, listen, I think it was a $20 game, um, in the PSN store. And I think it was, I think, I think I got it for 12 on sale for a $12 game. You can't go wrong with it. I mean, it was entertaining. It was fun. Was the voice acting bad? Yes. It's, it's like, I guess it's like a, it's indie game. It's not a, it's not a triple A game. It's not even double A game. It's just, it, to me, it's an indie. Um, I don't even know who published it. Let's, let's let's find out. I don't know what other games they uh made, but let's see. Kill this legend untold. Okay, let's see here. All right, so it was released uh, May twelfth, twenty twenty two, for Xbox, Windows, and PlayStation. It was developed by Dark Point Games. Now, what games did Dark Point Games make? Let's see. That's not it. Dark Point Games. All right. Here's a list of games they made in 2023. Oh, that's it. Just Achilles, and Untold, apparently. Okay. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. That's it, really? Wow. No way. No way, man. Yeah, I guess I guess that's it. Um Alrighty. Darkpongames.com. Just Achilles. Wow. They're also part of the European Union, apparently. Which is um which is interesting. They just have that on the logo. So, you know, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't the you know, it wasn't the worst game, wasn't the best game. You know, it was decent for what it was. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I recommend it if you like this. It has like a dungeon crawler feel. It's trying to be an isometric Diablo style Souls game because you could rest at shrines. You can, you know, uh, level, it's like an RPG type. You can level up your character. You can get different armor sets and weapons from enemies and chests. Um, no, the, the, first of all, the coffee from Starbucks, not a fan. But their Christmas edition coffee is phenomenal. Um, you know, you can level up, you can go around. Um, there's things to see, you know, there's question marks. So you know me, when I play a game like this and I see a question mark on the map, I have to go there. That's the kind of game it is. Maybe under 35 hours you could do it. Um, I started on the hardest difficulty. The only challenging trophy. I would say, well, if you know, if you listen, if you don't know the story of the Trojan War in the Iliad by now, then uh, spoiler alert, uh, big, big spoilers. So Achilles is known for his Trojan War and, you know, he, he dies in this famous war because he gets shot in the Achilles tendon by Paris with an arrow because that was the only part of his body that didn't go into I believe was the river sticks um, that his mom held him by the ankle and dipped him in there so technically he really couldn't get hurt you know according to the myth on the Greek mythology all that stuff so in this game um, one of the trophies is to kill um, Paris uh, the trophy is called not this time Paris is an absolute um, how do I say this politely well, maybe there's no other way to say it. Probably. Paris is a, he's a scum. He, he's a scum. So um, his life bar is ridiculous. Um, when he hits you with an arrow, your life bar, not only does your life deplete, but your life bar depletes. So even if you heal, you lost your max life from the life bar. It's a, it's a difficult fight. And you're probably going to die the first time around. But I didn't care about that because I know there's New Game Plus, And I figured... In New Game Plus, I'll just kill him. Trophy, no problem. So I play the whole game. Again, hardest difficulty. Nothing too challenging. Um, I just used the spear and the shield the entire game. I tried double, uh, you know, I tried dual wield. It was enjoyable. But basically, you know, you just do the run and spin attacks. Run and spin attacks the whole game. That's in for every weapon. I just found the spear to be uh, longer reach and more powerful than dual wielding. At least to me when I played. So I did that. Um, you know, the, the level design, the enemy design, uh, music was pretty good. Acting was trash. But w what do you expect? You know, um, I'm not sure if they tried to sound Greek. They didn't, they didn't, well, they didn't sound, they didn't try to sound anything. They just sounded, they were just acting. Um, you know, they had the, you know, the Malacca, you know, curse word in Greek. Um, they said that pretty good. But other than that, I could not pick out a region of anywhere in Greece that they try to sound like or emulate at all. So other than that, it wasn't bad. Um, so I beat the game, New Game Plus, and I realized, oh, I get it. 
New Game Plus, you don't start off in the beginning of the tutorial level. You just start off from the first area of the game. So I made a new save file. There's three save files you can make. I made a new save file, and I fought Paris. Once you played the game, you know the moves. You can easily defeat Paris. I mean, it's not easy. It's a little annoying. You have two options. One, you can Captain America him with the shield, the shield throw. It will take all day, but if you dodge, you can hit him with the shield. He does throw like a fire bomb arrow, which is the only thing that really hurt you. Everything else can be shield blocked, and you can dodge. Okay? So you have a stamina bar, you have a magic bar, and you have a health bar. So very typical setup. So if you run and do the hard attack, you could do like a typical, you know, remember the move in, um, what was it called? Troy? I think it was Troy with uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, it had to be Troy. When he did the run and jump and the spear thrust, you could kind of do that. It, it looks just like Brad Pitt when you do that. And if you do it and you time it right, you can uh, abuse the knockdown effect. So essentially, if you time it right, every time Hector gets up and settles and you hit him, he'll fall again. If you do it too late, you're going to get hit with a sword and he'll going to wipe you out. If you do it too early, you get hit with a sword. So you have to time it right. But once you get the timing right, I mean, lights out, buddy. You know, nothing happens, though. You if you if you do that, you go right in this. You still go to the next uh, main level of the game. That's where you that's where the tutorial level is over. OK, so um, you can knock that out. One, two, three. Um, so that's really all I have to do now. So I went back to my other save. When new game pluses, and since I did everything, I did all the um r- random trophies and everything. All I have to do is literally beat the game new game plus, which I'm at the very end. I have maybe have like another hour left, so that'll be my last uh, platinum of twenty twenty three. And like I said, for a twenty, even if you pay twenty bucks for it, I think it was worth it. Uh, I did enjoy it. Uh, right now, I'm at 31 hours of the game. I'll probably beat it in 32, maybe 33, depending on exactly when this hour ticked off. Um, so that's that would be most likely my last platinum of 2023. Uh, altogether, uh, again, I think I earned. Let's count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 42 platinum trophies for the year. You know, not bad, but... Um, you know, it's probably, I think it's my highest now, but I really wouldn't say it's my highest because Diablo 4 and Lord of the Fallen and Elden Ring took up a lot of my time. In the beginning of the year, I played a lot of Elden Ring with my boy Marlon to help him pull the platinum. So I don't know how many hours I spent on that. That took a long time. Diablo, I think was 500 plus, got the platinum. Lord of the Fallen was 200. So it took up some of my a lot of my time was uh, being used by those games, but again, it's not like I have a goal every year. It's just I didn't play a lot of games this year due to those three games. Um, so I wanted to review my platinum trophies for twenty twenty three. So let me just use the uh, little boys' room. I'll be right back. Alrighty, I am back. Um, so, I, you know, just to uh, refresh a little bit, I just wanted to go over the platinum trophies that I uh, attempted and achieved in 2023. First game I played in 2023 was a game called 1980 well, 198X. So 198X. It is a nostalgic trip journey. Um, through all types of old school 80s games. There's a like a Rat Racer type thing. There is a Shinobi type game. You know, stuff like that. Uh, there's like a beat-em-up 
type of games, similar to like Streets of Rage, Final Fight. Um, and I'm like, oh my, you know, no, no problem. It doesn't seem too challenging. It's also fun. Don't didn't mind it. My problem with this game was is why I failed to get the platinum because of these special requirements for the trophy for each level. One of them is play shadow play, which is like Shinobi, without taking damage. That's number one. Number two, you cannot skip the cutscenes. And the cutscenes in this game are long. So when you die or you restart because you got hit, you have to watch the cutscene again. So it became almost tedious, not fun. And this is where I was struggling this year because I decided that I need to not play games that are frustrating me or just don't seem enjoyable because why waste my time with something I can care less about? And I think that is my motto that I've used for the whole year. And I will continue to use that in 2024. If you don't like it, move on, right? Why, again, why waste your time? So there was another, you know, another trophy, you know, beating heart, which was the beat up game without dying or using pickup. This was impossible. I mean, it's probably not. People have got the plan. It's not possible. I just, I just gave up. I'm like, why am I aggravating myself? So I said, you know what? Next game. And that next game was Roar of Revenge. I got for PS4 and PS5. You know, not going to lie. Typical flat to win. Nothing too challenging. But at the same time, in January, I was also playing Elden Ring. My boy Marlon. Then I tried the Callisto Protocol. And I was hyped for this game. I thought it was going to be great. What a dumpster fire. What an absolute dumpster fire is this. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Didn't enjoy anything of it. I thought the combat was uh, just not fun. The storyline was boring. I I just didn't get into it. I really tried to get into it. Um, I even reset the game. I started from scratch again because uh, I was playing Elden Ring a lot and I kind of forgot where I was. I said, you know, the game's not that long. Let's just try it again. I, I, I redid it and I was like, my God, it's even it's even more unenjoyable than this. Uh, so I, again, I think I got to the seventh level. And I said, you know what? Time to put it down. Right. Then I played a game I had downloaded for a while, uh, Sifu. This game was a masterpiece. I truly, truly enjoyed Sifu. I got the Platinum. So this is my third Platinum of 2023. Um, when I was playing this, I was also playing Elden Ring. Okay, so that's time taken when I was on my own. No one was, my boy wasn't, Marlon wasn't playing. I was doing Sifu. I really enjoyed it. On April 1st, I decided to do something really funny. I try to get all those stupid jumping games on April Fool's Day as a joke uh, trophy. Uh, so I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen jumping trophies for you know jumping coffee, jumping falafel, jumping kebab, jumping noodles, yada yada yada. But it was hilarious. Um, then Hogwarts came out. So I started playing Hogwarts and Elden Ring. Hogwarts Legacy was my, technically, because of the 13 other nonsense cannon fodder trophies, Hogwarts Legacy was my 300th platinum milestone. And um, I'm happy with 300. I'm happy it'll be there on PSN profiles. I really enjoyed the game. Not the biggest Harry Potter fan, so I wasn't um, all upset about all the issues or non-following lore. Which I get is I get is frustrating because if I was playing a Batman game and you're doing some nonsense and not following the lore, I would be upset too. So I don't blame Harry Potter fans for this. But uh, I did enjoy the gameplay. The sad thing was I I enjoyed more of the helping my friends side quest storylines than the actual main storyline. You know that's just me. So that was my let's count this again. One two. Three, 
seventeenth platinum uh, of the year, number three hundred milestone Hogwarts Legacy. Now I think when did Diablo come out? No, so I was still playing Elden Ring with my boy Marlon. So when he wasn't playing, I had a bunch of little little indie games I bought on sale. One was called Devious Dungeons One and Two. Technically, I I, I enjoyed them. I thought they were really fun. Uh, you know, again, stupid trophies, easy, nothing, nothing too difficult. Hit that nostalgia. I got those two for eighteen nineteen. I got Space Road Like Adventure, which I thought was really dope. I really enjoyed this game a lot. Definitely recommend it. It's an old school. I would say like, um, well, at least in America, it was called. Oh my god, what was it called? Flashback. Kind of reminded me of a little bit about a little bit of flashback, a little bit of out of this world, if that makes sense. That's the best I can describe it. But I, I enjoyed it though. Uh, then I had Beholgar, which is like an old school like Rastan saga type of game. Uh, it was kind of challenging too. It wasn't wasn't as easy as I expected it to be, but uh, I I enjoyed that very much. Uh, League of Evil was a typical. Uh, Ratatalia, you know, pay pay for platinum type of game. Um, but it was challenging. It wasn't like it was easy. It wasn't as easy as the other games they they developed just to get trophies. Uh, but I bought it on sale a long time ago, so I got the platinum for that. Uh, Birthday at Midnight. Listen, I got the original game, right? It's the prequel or whatever it is. You had to do it. You had to, right? Now that Elden Ring was platinum by my boy Marlon, we decided to play uh, We Were Here Forever. Now, this is the fourth game in the We Were Here series. Like I said, if you remember a long time ago, I reviewed these games. The first two games were great. Basically, it's you and your friend, and it's, it's a basically an escape room type game. I'm in one part of the room. You're in the other part of the room. I have a puzzle. You have the solution, vice versa. You have to describe what you're seeing in the room to your partner. So if you could try to figure out how to get out and open the door for you and vice versa for him. So the communication was fun. How we said the symbols were fun. The puzzles were, we figured them out and we adapted and we learned and we opened it. I didn't need to use a cheat guide or any kind of guide. It was just fun. We had a really good time. The third game was... Uh, not as enjoyable. I don't know who decided that anyone is going to figure out any of the trophy or any of the um, solutions to any of the puzzles in this game. Uh, what? Uh, it was not good. It was not good at all. And I heard reviews, but we were here forever. I'm like, you know what? They said it went back to the, you know, what they they said they brought it back to what made it good. And I'm like, all right, that's going to be like a like the game one and two. Real communication, real puzzle solving. This game, we both stopped playing it because no no disrespect to my boy Marlon. Uh, my man is not trying to figure things out. Okay, He likes to get the answer. And I'll tell you something. I'm not that smart, bro. All right. So we had to go to a YouTube and watch the video. And it's a dual screened video of what player A is doing and player B is doing. We tried numerous times to replicate this video. Cannot get it. Basically, you have to mix certain potions within three-minute time span. And the only way to pass the potions to each other is to put it on these lily pads that are going around the pond. So obviously, I can't cross his side. He can't cross my side. But that's the way we could pass the things to. I can't make a potion if I don't get his ingredient and vice versa. But making the potion and turning this on for him and turning this on for me and off and on and this and pass and it just got aggravating. So it became really enjoyable. We started to argue a lot. And I said, you know what? Let's just forget about this game. Gave up on it. Done. Couldn't do it. Don't 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 want to be bothered by it. Uh, I'm out. Peace. Then I got the PS4 and PS5 version of Grey Lancer. Which was uh shoot 'em up, old school shoot 'em up, nothing too challenging. I enjoyed it. I had it on my PlayStation for a while. So I finally did it. Star Wars Jedi Survivor came out. 
I did not plan on this game, but I plan to in 2024. I started off, I'm about maybe a third way in. The problem is I just can't go back. I will have to start the game all over again. And that's okay. That's fine. Because if I try to pick up where I was, I'm not going to remember how to do anything. How to do, So I'd rather just start over, start from scratch. From what I played, I found it enjoyable. But I think the original game was better. And I found that a lot of sequels to a lot of games this year were kind of disappointing to me. Um, it didn't live up to the hype of the first game. Still enjoyable. I still enjoyed it. Um, again, didn't beat it. But from what I played, I enjoyed. At least the combat, very Souls-like combat, uh, is also challenging. Um, so I will go back to this. But during that time, when I was going back and forth, I was going back and forth to it. I was playing. Uh, I was playing Diablo because it came out. Um, so this was taking a lot of my time. So what if my stepfather wasn't playing Danny? I played on my own. So I did Cards of the Dead, which I thought was unique. It's a. It's not so much a memory game of cards. It's like. You flip a card, hopefully you get a, a weapon or a healing potion or whatever, and you try to find the exit um, without getting damaged or without fight, 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 uh, fighting zombies. So it's like a luck of the draw card. It was pretty interesting. I wouldn't say it was like the best game, but it was unique. It was interesting. So um, I did enjoy it. It did get a little frustrating, but I really liked it. I did Bink Big Drunk Satanic Massacre, which was just a top-down isometric view. Uh, you know, basically a, a kill them all, just kill kill the whole room. Next level, kill the whole room, kill the boss. Next level, kind of like um, Smash TV. You know, it looked like Smash TV too. It wasn't like you know the best game, and it had a lot of adult humor, which you know I still find kind of funny, even though you know I'm an adult male. I guess you never grow out of that. So that was another one. Would recommend it, but platinum. Then for Halloween, I thought it was cool. I had I had some more jumping games. You know, they just jump a hundred times trophy. I did that for Halloween, and I had Bones of Halloween PS4 and PS5. So I had four trophies on Halloween, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I liked it. Well, I didn't like them. They were okay, but I thought it was pretty cool to get a Halloween trophy on Halloween. So it's like my third year doing it now. Um, last year for Christmas, I did Kaluthu Saves Christmas for a Christmas trophy on Christmas. I thought that was pretty cool. So I did it this year too. Um, then I played a game called Circus Pocus by myself. It was very similar to not as good as Zombies Ate My Neighbor. I guess same kind of style. Or, you know what? Let's not even compare that because I'm in my neighborhood was good. Let's compare it to like Fester's Quest on the NES. Yes. That's that's exactly how I would describe this game. Uh, you know, nothing too hard, just annoying and unfun. Um, I had Black Death, um, a tragic dirge. It's basically just a walking simulator. You just walk to things that light up, tells you a story. You move on. It's literally one little small map. You just walk the whole map. Everything that shines, you talk to it. Trophy, boom, platinum. Pretty easy. Nothing crazy. Again, I was playing s- close to 600 hours of Diablo during all these trophies. I needed a mental rest, a mental break. Diablo 4 was extremely taxing. Okay, I started Beat It Up Archives. It has a legend. And some other game. I don't really remember the name of the game right now. Oh, well, actually, it might have the trophy. Let me tell you what it is. Uh, oh, Iron Commando and Legend. Um, you know, old school beat em up straight from the arcade. I could do it. I just need patience. I need to go back to an '80s mindset of 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 cheesing the game where you hit enemies at an angle. But the enemies in this game are very aggressive and they uh, are programmed to uh, swarm you. So they're programmed to go behind you 
all the time. It's behind you, in front of you. So there's always that jumping AI mechanism. You have to just learn how to get out of that. You have to definitely jump kick them out of the way and attack when you're hitting people. You just start to pull yourself down the screen so you don't stay in their line of attack, but you can hit them. It's a, if you play beat-em-ups, you kind of know what I'm talking about. If you don't, it's hard to explain, but it's easy to, it's easy to figure out. And if you get really good at it, that's how you beat, that's how you beat a lot of beat-em-ups. You just have to slowly aim down because aiming up your legs are still part of the hit box detection, especially older games. Um, I didn't find it. I didn't find this technique as useful as in the new Turtles game or the new Street of Rage Four, but it helped a little bit. Um, so I will get around to this. I just maybe got like one trophy. Kind of wish I didn't get it at all, but it is what it is. Finally, the big boy after. Months. I mean, I'm talking about. I think Diablo came out in May. I got the platinum in no the end of November. Like, this took me. Ooh, my God! This took me uh, just hours and hours and hours on on days on days on days, just trying to get random drops of random weapons and collecting money to killing enemies, selling I arm I don't need to reroll aspects of weapons that I wanted to get to a, for a better a better uh, stat or a better skill. Uh, oh my God, what a nightmare. I mean, again, really had a good time. My son, Father Danny, we played it together. We had a good time. <laughs> we had a lot of laughs, a lot of memories were created. But that alone, it was amazing. But this was definitely my hardest platinum uh, in quite some time. Because killing Lilith was just ridiculous. I had to get almost everything I needed with a perfect role to kill this woman or this demon. Um, it was uh, it was a disaster, but we did it. We both got the platinum for it, so it was uh, it was very cool. I, I really I really enjoyed that game. Then when I was playing Lord of the Fallen. I took a little, you know, between those games, I, I played a game called Knighton. Um, it was very similar to Legend of Zelda on the Nintendo. Same kind of style. Um, oh, you know what it was maybe? Yeah, no, it definitely had the, it definitely had the Legend of Zelda vibe. But it also had Dark Deadly Towers vibe as well, which soundtrack for Deadly Towers, amazing. Gangly for Deadly Towers, trash. I mean, a blue and red ball will kill you. Imagine getting killed by a blue ball. Imagine you're a warrior. You have a sword and a shield. You have cool armor on. At least you have cool armor on the art style, the box. And a blue ball just bounces, bounces you to death. You were pounded by a blue ball and died. That's Deadly Towers. On Nintendo. Um... And I did Explore the Night trophy. Uh, well, it's, it's called Explore the Night. I thought this was going to be a cute little platformer. Um, I mean, it was. It was. But it was just uh, very easy. It was almost like definitely meant for kids. I like the style of it. Nothing uh, Nothing too hard. I mean, I think I think a kid could beat the game. I think a kid, a kid could platinum this. Nothing challenging at all. All right. Then Lord of the Fallen finally did it. I mean, this was, this was, I wish they told you on the app. They don't, unless it's recently played, um, which is annoying. But uh, another good game. This was very Souls-like, uh, Elden Ring-like. Uh, the, what I really enjoyed was the co-op aspect. Because unlike Souls games where you have to have like, a special item put on the floor or a password. It was like you can literally invite your friend from the um the relics, the uh the vestiges, and you can just invite friend directly. He comes in anywhere. And when you kill a boss, he stays with you. If you die, he stays with you. If you died in the Elden Ring or went too far and beat a boss, you had to reinvite your friend. Which I found to be uh, annoying, but Elden Ring was the best game ever. Um, was it as good as Elden Ring? No. Was it as good as Dark Souls? 
Uh, no, not at all. But oh damn, my phone almost broke. But um, I did enjoy it. I thought it was good. It was it was definitely on the challenging side. Uh, but s- since I played the game, I played the game. I think it had like twenty seven patches. Like, can you imagine twenty seven pat like twenty seven patches? I mean, it was an indie game from what I what I believe was an indie game. A great effort was done into it. The art style was great. The music was great. The concept of the gameplay was great. The boss battles were challenging. Um, you know, the lore was cool. It, it was very, listen, they love they love the Souls universe and they created their own. It's a sequel to the Lord of the Fallen from 2014, which I also enjoyed. Um, the story does connect, which I thought was interesting. Um, I would love a sequel. I think if they did a sequel and they did it right, it'll be uh, it's very, very, very enjoyable. But this was good. I, I do recommend it if you're looking for a really cool co-op game with your friend. It's also cross-play, so if you have an Xbox or a PC, it doesn't matter. You can play a PlayStation and vice versa. Then I had a game that I saved uh, for a long time called Pixel Devil and the Broken Cartridge. Easy Platinum. Well, it wasn't easy. It was a little challenging. It was very Mega Man-ish. Um, you know, Angry Video Game Nerd did a lot of different uh, 80s games, but his also was like a Mega Man knockoff. So was this. Storyline was cool. I thought it was pretty funny, actually. Uh, the enemies you fight were reminiscent of other enemies and other Nintendo games that you just beat up so easily. Uh, I thought it was, I thought I thought the story was unique, uh, pretty funny. So I would recommend it. It's like five bucks. Well, at least now on the sale, it was it was five bucks. Um, Re- medieval Resurrection. I would platinum every medieval game if they released them. I love the original. It's a bond. It's a bonding game. Me and my sister Katie had while she was growing up. She loved him. She thought it was he. She thought he was the cutest skeleton ever. She was also in a um, nightmare from Nightmare Before Christmas uh, type of vibe. So she thought, you know, these skeletons were cute. She loved playing this game. I helped her play it. Uh, she actually beat the game when she was younger, which was pretty impressive. I mean, I helped her, but still, she still did it. She was still a kid, you know. She was like, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven. She beat the game. That's not bad. Uh, so maybe we'll always have a little spot in my heart. So I will love Platinum. All If they release them all, I'll, I'll play them all. Um, the only thing that's funny is the cheat codes you could use from the original PlayStation, you could use in this game. Apparently, they patched it. If you cheat in this game, no trophies, buddy. So you got to do it old school. The game is not that hard anyway. Um. Camera angle is super annoying, but if you didn't grow up with this type of game, then I wouldn't I wouldn't maybe play it because the camera angle and the gameplay would throw you off. Like you had to have played this and enjoyed it or have an enjoyment of older PS games, you know, original Xbox games to play this game. If you don't never did that. This could be like a game you're like, oh, this sucks. I'm turning it off. And I can see why. I'm not I'm not mad at nobody who doesn't like it. It's just an old school adventure game. Um and for Christmas, I did Santa's Monster Shootout because it was Santa Claus and Christmas. And I got it on the twenty fifth of Christmas. So that takes care of that. And then there was another stupid game called Christmas Fun. It's basically you push the buttons as they come on the screen. So it's like a dance dance game, you know, X triangle square, whatever. Um, t- took me about 35 seconds and I got the platinum. The only thing that was cool was because I got both his games on Christmas. So there's that. And then finally, the last game, Achilles Untold. Um, I think I started playing this game like on December 23rd, according to the trophy. I don't have the platinum December 31st. You could probably do it in two days, three days. It's not long. It's pretty quick. If you had if you nothing to do and you have time, you can easily get the trophy in a couple of days. Um, but this will be my last platinum trophy of 2023, I'm sure. So overall, my journey of platinum this year was unique. I tried some games I normally wouldn't try. 
I did some games I always will try. Uh, definitely had a really good time playing Diablo and Lords of the Fall. My stepfather, those are my highlights of the year by far. Uh, Got to go back to Jedi uh, Survivor. But other than that, I mean, it was a pretty decent, uh, decent year. I have a lot of indie horror games that I've bought from the sale. I got Lies of P. I'm going to try to get the Platinum for. I got Spider-Man 2. Uh, uh, Dead Space. Oh, my God. There's so many games I have, uh, you know, in the back burner. And my surgery is coming up in February. So I'll have plenty of time to uh, play them, platinum them, and take a break. So that's the platinum journey of 2023. And uh, yeah, so randomly, uh, before we end the podcast, uh, you know, New York has many, many bars. Um, I don't really drink like I used to drink anymore. I just drink maybe socially every now and then with some coworkers because I'd rather just get out of the city. And when I mean the city, I mean Manhattan. A lot of people will always say the city, the city, the city. They think the, and then they would just think of Manhattan. Um, but, you know, the city has five boroughs. Uh, if you want to see the real New York, you got to go to the Bronx. Because the Bronx is probably the last gentrified uh, borough of New York City. So you'll have your typical neighborhoods and your... Um, mashup neighborhoods with all types of communities and ethnicities and food and you're going to go to new york that's that's the real deal manhattan is very touristy queens is a melting pot queen is also great to go to brooklyn is getting gentrified too but you know brooklyn's still cool they have a lot of cool spots in brooklyn brooklyn's too far for me however but you should go best pizzas in brooklyn i don't care what anybody says i'm from the bronx and i'm telling you the bronx pizza is not beating brooklyn um, but there's this bar by my job. It's called. Oh my god, what's it called? Anyone that matters. Let me see if I can Google the bar. You know, it might not even be registered. What I think is pretty funny. Um, let's see if it's here. Um, oops, um, Might not even be here. Oh, it is here. It's called Nothing Really Matters. And it's unique because you will not see the bar if you're walking on the street, right? The only way you're going to see the bar is if you go down the one train on 50th Street and uh, 8th Avenue. So, super unique, super hidden. Um, I mean, it, I mean, when I was there, it was packed. It was the few, the few times I went there, it was packed. But it's a nice little spot to go after work. They have some cool drinks. It's like a chill atmosphere. It's very dark, neon lights. Um, wait staff is cool. Bartender is cool. Um, you know, it's the old school. You do a couple of drinks to give you a buyback, which is like never, heard, like hardly ever heard of. Uh, super cool vibe. Um, I found it because me and my coworker wanted to get coffee one day and she takes the one train and she was coming to work and she saw the coffee spot, which is across from the bar. So she had a coffee there. She thought it was great. So she invited me. We went and we, we were going there. Like the coffee was phenomenal. Like I wouldn't, you wouldn't think about coffee in especially inside of a subway, but it's, it's nice. It's cute. It's coffee is good. It's called, um, honey dancer. Uh, so we did Tiny Dancer Coffee, and then we got to know the people that work there, and the owner was there, and we are talking to him, and he made a bar across the platform. So not a platform, but across the the tunnel. So right, right across the street from Tiny Dancer, you have the bar, which nothing really matters. Then he's making a restaurant right next to that. So we bought the three properties inside the subway. Super cool vibe. Uh, tricks, like I said, doing so good, but you know, I there was music playing that I never heard of. Now, this is definitely uh underground. Maybe you've heard of him, maybe you haven't heard of him. It's called Thundercat, been around for a while. They were playing some old school, uh, like old school Mac Miller songs. They're playing like 
you know, 80s music that um, they were playing 80s music that I did not um, that I didn't or never heard before which was weird. Like, I knew the bands but didn't know the songs. So these were obviously like the B-track side or the songs that were not released as singles. So I'm like, all right, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, I just want to share that with you guys because I figured, you know, not everybody has, um, I just think it's cool that there's some bars that don't play to like the popularity or, you know, like to like a generic bar. So I found this bar really unique. There are, we, we really do have some really cool, unique bars in New York City. Um, but I thought this was being so close to my job on such a touristy area because you, listen, I'm, I'm from New York, bro. I was born and raised here. I don't hang out in Manhattan at all. Unless you're going to like a nice dinner with your wife or you're bringing a friend to show him, you, you go to that, that Times Square area of New York City. It is just so touristy, so expensive, such a ripoff. You either got to go uptown, downtown, or more on the east side to do other things. And there's other cool bars on those areas, a little more expensive because it's Manhattan. But, you know, for such a touristy area, I'm like, wow, this is actually a pretty cool spot. And again, you're not going to know about it either from word of mouth or I guess you do Google it. It's on Google. You can find it on Google, which I was shocked at. But um, I guess it has to be right. It's registered. It's not like it's a fake bar. Um, but it was cool. Yeah, the, the, the music was cool. This guy, the, the undercat, never heard of him. I, I went to YouTube music and I just was listening to all his uh, stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, really enjoyable. Uh, can't really describe the vibe of his music, but I thought it was, um, that it was interesting. It's like, um, soulful pop, soulful rock, I guess, about how to describe it. Um, you know, but that was it. That's, uh, that's pretty much, that's the last bar I wanted to in 2023 too. Uh, so, you know, that is pretty much it for the episode. Um, we did the platinum, a platinum journey, mother-in-law story, stepped in some poop, which is good luck. Hopefully, bring me good luck for for 2024. Um, game's coming up. Uh, my surgery's coming up, so I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel good when I get the surgery. Um, you know, everything so far so far so good. Hopefully, 2024 uh, is uh, better for you than 2023 was, regardless of how 2023 actually was. So, um, this is Bobby from Unofficial Controller Podcast, American Studios. Uh, New York, New York studio. Um, Happy New Year. Good health. And I'll see you on the flip side. Peace out, everybody.